a reason to be perfectly I know, right? To be perfectly honest. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the How to Do Drugs podcast. I am your host, Aliyah Janine. And today I have the other half of the Affected podcast, Brian Six. Hello, sir. Hey, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm hanging in there. Yeah. yeah. How's Philly? Philly is doing good. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's deciding if we're gonna back Tony Hinchcliffe or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah, I saw, I saw that. That one's a little, that's a little more difficult to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's, I mean, all I'm gonna say is there's got to be more to that than him just coming out and saying that. There's, there's no. Yeah, way. there's definitely a before and after. Sure. And if and if I was that person, like if I was that offended by something like that. Like, especially if I was hosting, like, I probably would have said something like after, you know, taking him off the stage or whatever, or socked him. Like, yeah. I don't have a problem doing, like, I choose violence all the time. So. I mean, yeah, that's absolutely, it's, you know, Chris Scopo had, laughing. Yeah, so. Chris Scopo had a great tweet where it's like normalize punching people in the face when they insult you, not putting it on Twitter to let your, uh, to let the public do your dirty work kind of thing. And I'm yeah, and for that. Call. I think, I think more people need to be punched in the fucking face. Absolutely. There's, I mean, it's, we've talked about that on our podcast where it's like between like people saying like, you know, he assaulted me. I'm like, well, I don't know about assault, but you know, I mean, and when, when they're talking about fighting and it's like, oh, yeah, you've yeah, never yeah. been in a real fucking fight. You've never gotten your, you know, your face smashed in. Mm -hmm. It's like the same thing with like the, uh, I don't know. People say that they're alcoholics these days. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, like, my idea of an alcoholic is way different than what like people today are like, I have a drinking problem. I'm drinking every weekend. I'm like, that just sounds awesome. What the yeah. wrong? <laughs> like there is, um, there's a difference between being a drunk and an alcoholic. Like I'm a drunk when I mm -hmm. go out. And if I, especially now, because I haven't been out that much, um, I'm super sloppy. <laughs> I'm so sloppy. Yeah. When I go out and I drink, like I drink to get drunk, but do I drink every day? Am I trying to drink like mouthwash or you right. know, rubbing alcohol? No, that is alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you, do you wake up in the morning and need alcohol to function? Yeah. Like, then you're not an alcoholic. Like yeah. that's like all my uncles and my cousins, like, you know, they're all contractors. It's like, dude, I remember being like 14, 15 years old and before going to the site, we'd stop at a bar. There's a bar mm -hmm. like right in South Philly that opened specifically for contractors. And it was like yeah. 30 of them and they're just getting housed. Mm -hmm. Or like the, um, all the bars in Wisconsin, they open up at like six, seven o'clock in the morning for all the third shifters okay. and, and stuff like that. So they have, there's like functioning alcoholics. My, mm -hmm. uh, one of my ex's dad's like owned a huge business. He drank all day, every day, mm -hmm. just sipped, but was perfectly functional. Yeah. And and they had a great business. <laughs> so yeah, there's um there's sloppy alcoholics. There's just a whole slew yeah. of um of alcoholism. Have you ever worried about being an alcoholic, Brian? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, we have alcoholics in the family, like both sides. And mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, dude, my mom's whole my mom and her whole side of the family is, you know, from Northern Ireland. So it's like <laughs> they all they don't well, that's understand. more of a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they're in the bar at like 7 a.m. drinking, but also it's like, damn, that's crazy. And I tell people, I'm like, yeah, but the bar's done by like 10. You know what I mean? Like they're mm -hmm. up early to drink. They go do their fucking, you know, herd the sheep, whatever the fuck they're doing. And <laughs> they're in bed by fucking nine o'clock. But 
that's like my mom's whole side of the family. They're early drinkers. Mm-hmm. Okay. They they start well before but noon. But they they're like done the day by drinking. Seven. Yeah. They're <laughs> done before. They're like my mom will be in bed by like 8 a 8, 8 p.m. Jesus, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's very similar to how Wisconsin is as well. They're just um people just drink. There's just drinkers. Yeah. <laughs> I can't drink that way anymore. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm mad at it or happy. I mean, it's I'm a cheaper date. That's um that's yeah, I mean, sure. I think everybody is a cheaper date right now going back out, you know, with everything opening up. It's like you need like three and you're like, good God, I'm fucking wasted. Wasted. It is. Um, Yeah, it is very, very funny. That's why I'm like, I think I need to go out at least once a day, you know, just to like get acclimated back into um normal society. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that helps. <laughs> it totally helps. Um, So you and I are around the same age, which is mm-hmm. what I uh, love about us. Uh, because you used to be a skater. Yes. And um, yeah, I yeah. used to hang out with a bunch of skaters and you actually like know a bunch of people that like my friends like looked up to because you're friends with um, a bunch of pro skaters and stuff like that. So um, growing up in Philly, tell me about like um, skating and um, that kind of stuff. So uh, I guess I was like, I don't know. I was maybe like eight or nine when uh, I had a neighbor my neighbor Carrie was uh he was a skater and you know this is in the days of like right when the transition of like one tailed uh one tail decks would go to double noses and it's like that was a big thing mm-hmm. in skateboarding so like my hero growing up was mm-hmm. like the reason I started skateboarding was because of Mark Rogowski mm-hmm. um who's also known as Gator now when I was I think I guess I was probably like nine or ten when he was uh, turned himself in for murder. And I was like, what? And I remember coming specifically coming home that day and my mom was like in the kitchen and I knew like he was going in. I didn't under, really fully understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then I walked in and she was like, he did it. And I remember I like my world just crumbled. I was like, what? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a really fucked up story with him. And he was like king of, of like he was running shit between like him and 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 like Tony Hawk and that whole crew. They they were like that West Coast half pipe guys. Uh they were killing it. But when that transition kind of came in and the East Coast started doing more street skating, uh, they couldn't really transition. Nobody was, yeah, everybody was like, Yeah, Vert's gay, dude. Nobody wants to fucking watch anybody <laughs> on a half pipe. Yeah. So Philly was a big part of that because we had Love Park and City Hall. And Love Park, uh, it's gone now, but it was a massive, it was like a hub for fucking skateboarding. So mm-hmm. I remember the first time I went down there, I was probably, I was probably like 11. I went with my neighbor, Carrie, he brought me down there. I didn't even skate. Like I just sat on the side and watched. And I remember thinking like, yeah, I'm going to be in those lines. Cause there's always like lines that you had to wait to get on. There's a, yeah. the, they called the one part. Like if you looked at the Love Park sign, the L-O-V-E, Mm-hmm. to the left was called the main ledge and to the right there was the other ledge and then they had the levels going down to the fountain and i just remember being like i'm gonna fucking be in that i'm gonna be crushing you know and like, <laughs> i remember when i was like 13 or 14 when i actually started like knowing what i was doing i went down there cocky as fuck and uh yeah i remember <laughs> i i snaked <laughs> a very prominent figure of love park which uh his name's uh, rick oyola and rick like Dude, Rick ran Love Park. He was the man. And mm-hmm. but he was a very aggressive Jersey guy. And uh I snaked him, meaning like I wasn't waiting in line. I was like, I'm gonna fucking yeah. hit this trick. Went right around him. 
and I hear him start screaming. He's like, who's this fucking dork? Because he's he has this thick ass Jersey accent. And fucking, he's like, yo, hey, fucking, this dork's fucking coming over here skating, fucking blah, blah, blah. I just remember, like, I was like, I got to go harder. I was like, fuck you, dude. And I was, and everyone's like, whoa. And uh, luckily, I guess he was in a good mood that day or something. Because you're like, still alive. Yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> what I was doing. I just thought, like, dude, that's it, man. Like, yeah. I've seen prison movies. You got to fucking beat the shit out of the biggest dude in there. Yeah. Which was Show totally dominance. uncalled for. Yeah, totally uncalled for. So anyway, so, like, there was a whole, like, crew uh, from a skate shop called Sub-Zero. And Sub-Zero was kind of the crew that ran Love Park and City Hall and Temple and Penn and the Drexel, all that stuff. And um, I don't know. We just had a, a little crew. We were, like, the fucking, you know, we thought we were the fucking gods. We were going up to New York, to the Brooklyn Banks. We and you are like, 13, 14, 15 around uh, this time? At this point, I was probably, like, yeah, like, 15 and oh god yeah no you're definitely a little yeah and, <laughs> yeah we were total pricks we were starting fights at every park competition um you know it was it was it was a crazy time but also it was skateboarding was a completely different animal back then it was like mm -hmm. yeah everybody wanted to go pro and everybody wanted to you know be a skater for the rest of their life but now it's like a you know court incorporated businesses it's it's like yeah yeah like machine. it's a real job oh yeah 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 <laughs> I mean, half the guys I know that I skated with that went pro, they all started investing in their own companies years ago because mm -hmm. they saw that coming and they saw the potential it had. And then when the X Games hit, it was, you know, it was massive. Oh, God, the X Games, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that was a big thing for Philly because X Games actually mm -hmm. came twice back-to-back, back-to-back uh, mm -hmm. uh, summers to Philly. And what was fucked up about that was that was a year Mayor Street, John Street was the mayor here. And he put in a law for no skating at Love Park. And if you were caught, like it was like the biggest punishment, all this bullshit. And then all of a sudden he's allowing the X Games come and they're doing a street competition in Love Park. Love Park. And we're all like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Getz, Kerry Getz, who's a very, was an amazing skateboarder and, and friend, he fucking, he ollied over a street. And that was on the cover of the fucking Inquirer. And we're mm -hmm. all like, what the fuck? You should have kicked the fucking board out on his head. You know what I mean? That was a great opportunity to beat the shit out of him um that's hilarious yeah i did i see i have to see it i have to look at that picture to see if i ever um if i ever saw that um so growing up and, and doing that how was the drug scene in in that like <clears throat> era of skating uh, and stuff like that yeah very heavy it was uh <laughs> <clears throat> well the, the other thing about love park was other than the fact that it was like the best skate spot for us around in, in the city mm -hmm. it was also the best drug using spot for homeless so like okay. there was like one half there was always homeless people and drug addicts in love park i think nobody really paid attention because we were young and dumb and we didn't really give a shit and we just focused on skating but like if i were to go back there right now mm -hmm. it's like jesus christ like i wouldn't let my 15 year old skate down there if yeah. it was like back then no mm -hmm. fucking way um so like there was always you know there was a lot of heavy heroin and crack and but you like know, with the borders or just like with the homeless people around the skateboarders uh the homeless people around the skateboarders. Okay. i never I'm, i don't think i ever saw a skater fucking uh <laughs> spiking up i don't know maybe I yeah mean, i saw i definitely saw skaters like uh doing blow off the bottom of their decks like i saw that and i was like yeah, yeah i've done cool, that bro. i mean <laughs> yeah yeah i was doing that 10 minutes before i fucking logged on you know but it was like it was like, I see that now, I would just act like it was normal. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd be like, oh, pfft, dude, totally cool. Classic Love Park, just doing blow off of skateboard decks, you know? Yeah, slightly terrified and intimidated. Oh, my God. <laughs> Terrifying. Like, I remember the first time I smoked weed down there. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, 15. And I had smoked weed before and got high. But I've never done it in a setting like that. You know, when you're yeah. younger, you like set up your nights of smoking weed, you know? Yeah, it's when you're younger, deal. yeah. <laughs> so when I was down there, I smoked weed and I was like, I can't move. You know what I mean? I remember I ended up just walking across the street um, and there used to be a Wendy's there. And I just sat in the Wendy's for like six hours. <laughs> just yeah. high as hell. Yeah, I yeah. thought I'd be cool because I was like, yeah, everybody's smoking. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was smoking weed with all the cool kids. And then uh, I was like, yeah, this is way over my head. I shouldn't be doing this. So I'm going to head over to Wendy's. You guys want anything? All right, see you. And then my buddies came over like five hours later. They're like, dude, you're still in here? I was like, yeah, I can't move. I'm fucked up. <laughs> I've never, um, I guess off of edibles, I've gotten like that level of stoned, but mm. never, um, not even like, well, with dabs. I've definitely gotten that high off of dabs where it's just this five hour fucking like high where I didn't think I was ever gonna come down and as much as I love smoking pot and being that high like the come down is also very nice but when you don't have that come down um I'm just like oh I'm gonna be like this forever like you really do feel like yeah I and I only did dabs once I think I've I've told you about it but yeah I did dabs Mm -hmm. once and that was not that long ago that was like I guess like five years ago now, like four okay. or five years ago, that was the one and only time I did it. Now I'm not against them. I just, mm-hmm. that was the one time it presented himself and I did way too much. And uh, I thought I was like, yeah, fuck this dude. You know? And I drove from South Philly over to my house, which is like basically West Philly. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'd have Matt McCusker who I was living with at the time, bring me in like a fucking, you know, airport. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, it was, I was so fucked up and it was, I mean, I look back, it was so stupid, but I had no idea. And my buddy, my buddy Fennell, Brian Fennell, who gave it to me, was telling me like, dude, that's too much. And I was like, dude, you're a pussy, dude. Light this thing up. Because I treated it like it was, I was like, dude, it's weed. You know what I mean? At this day and in this day and age, especially in this time in my life, I've smoked so much weed to the point where it's like, dude, nothing's going to get me. Never mind. This got me. I'm fucked up. Yeah, dabs are um, dabs are pretty gnarly. Uh, the first time I did it, I smoked it like they had an attachment for a bong. So it was like a real bong hit okay. of a dab. And because any of like the dab kits and stuff like that, it always feels like I'm smoking crack. And yeah, because like, I was just going to say, is it the dabs you have to say, like, Fennel had the glass, like it looked like an old Pyrex bong, but it yeah. was specifically <laughs> for fucking yeah, dabs, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, so so there's that, but then they also have like these dab kits where um they have like this little jar and then like you put the dabs in there and then you take like either a metal or glass pipe and you light it up so it gets really hot and then like you very yeah, methy, very yes, fucking crack yes, methy. meth crack. It's so um so but the first time I had it was out of a bong and I'm like and that's when I got ridiculously high and I'm like okay well maybe not like like because i took a big ass fucking because i mm. love bongs and i was like yeah and then i was like no yeah <laughs> that's great <laughs> but we also had to do it was for my buddy uh evan's podcast it was like we smoke a dab and then do a podcast and i was like i don't remember yeah. a single fucking thing i said on that goddamn show um, yeah that's i don't know i, I <laughs> it's weird too because 
smoking weed for with with comedy now i'm going on like a better part of a decade with it it's like mm-hmm. i can i could probably count on one hand how many times i smoked weed before a show and now mm-hmm. I, I know dudes that uh, you know we probably know a lot of the same comics that like, yeah. they have to smoke weed before they go up and it's mm-hmm. like that's fine i have nothing against it but for me i don't know maybe because i didn't when i started i never did it so i never caught on i mean the one time Last time I smoked weed before I went on, I was opening for Lewis and Metzger at the mm-hmm. at Punchline in Philly. And fucking, it was the Saturday, no, it was the Friday night shows. And there was two of them, a seven, uh, an eight and a 10. And fucking after the eight in between shows, you know, of course, Lewis is on his like 15th blunt. We yeah. go in the green room, <laughs> he lights one up. Me and him were talking about something. Oh, we were talking about, I think like Skankfest or something. And mm-hmm. fucking, he passed it to me. Cause it was just me and him. I don't know if Metzger was in there, but anyway, I fucking just took it because it was just a natural thing. Yeah. You know I mean? Didn't even Friends think about talking, it. Didn't even mm-hmm. think I hit it and then passed it and I hit it again. And then I think I hit it one more time. And I was like, Oh fuck dude, take this back. And he was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I was like, nothing. Yo, let's go. I went out and I was supposed to be doing it. Cause it was just me and those two were co- like kind of co-headlining. So mm-hmm. I was going out to do like 20 and uh, <laughs> I think it was like, I was at like 29 minutes and I was like, I feel like I've been up here a while, <laughs> but I was doing good. I was doing okay. Yeah, And, yeah, and yeah. then I stopped and I, and I remember telling the crowd, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to bring out your first, uh, your first headliner. And I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I love this guy, but if you're ever wondering how good Lewis's weed is, uh, I forgot there was a second show and I think I've been up here for like an hour. <laughs> and I look back and I see like two managers just like flying phones. Oh and I was like, God. So the they worst. didn't care. They were laughing because, yeah. they thought, you know, and I got off and Lewis and Metzger had no idea. Like I went, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I can't believe I fucking went like, you know, nine, 10 minutes long. And Lewis was like, did you? <laughs> Metzger was like, I didn't even know we started. I was like, all right. Fucking. <laughs> it's like the perfect two to get that fucked up before a show with. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've um, I like to smoke pot like I'll smoke like a bowl or something at home and then like take a train, you know, to a show. But like to smoke right before I don't. Yeah. I yeah. don't like to do that. Like, I also don't like, I have a limit of how much I could drink before I could go on to. Yeah, if I'm I, not a big drinker before shows. Yeah, like normal one, maybe two. Mm. But yeah, I try not to go on. There is one show. It's like a, a midnight show at, at the Huron Club. Or no, it was like one. It was like, I don't know. It was fucking late. But like we were smoking and, and stuff in there. It was kind of like a private show. And um, it was the first time I ever did um, did comedy on blow too <laughs> oh yeah that's never good how'd that go you're like i was supposed um, to do five i did uh 16 hours <laughs> uh, well i informed everybody how fucked up i was i mean everyone's in there. <laughs> i went out there i was like listen i am numbed gummed all right I people like, you're gonna hear about my internet ideas and like can you hear my teeth right now I'm like, yeah. I'm like can you see them because i can't feel them kind of thing no it was um it was interesting they laughed but i was like i'm not gonna do that again that is yeah. definitely a no-no yeah it's good to know um your limits before stuff yeah. like that um you gotta you gotta test it out though you don't know unless you try that's always um been my philosophy i, I kind of have the same thing it's like depends on what i'm doing if i'm just mm-hmm. doing like a 10 minute spot or mm-hmm. you know that to feature or whatever like if I'm like, like, so when we go out on the road and if it's me, Gillis and O'Connor, so mm-hmm. like it would be me, Chris O'Connor and Shane going out. And then sometimes it's just me and Shane, but 
um, if it's all three of us and, and like I'm hosting or, you know, or Chris is hosting, we'll switch off and on. Mm-hmm. But if I'm hosting, I don't give a fuck. Party time, dude. <laughs> At this point, I mean, dude, five years ago, no fucking way. But now it's like, I'm not going to get hammered. Yeah, but, but you also means, like, like you know your material. I mean, you know? dude, yeah, ten yeah. minutes at this point is is just I'm going up. I'm not going to get into anything crazy. Yeah. I'm going to fuck around with the crowd. You know, weed out the talkers, mm-hmm. wait for them to get settled, blah blah blah, and then it's done. So it's like that's all I need to do, and I'm always conscious of it. And I, like you said, like you kind of have your limits now, and it's like mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. It's almost like as a golfer knows which club and how far it hits. That's yeah. really like fucking comedy time. <laughs> You know, it's also just called being mature and getting older. Is it? Yeah, I guess so. maybe. I don't know. I try to say that stuff and people are like, we don't use those words around here. I know. <laughs> Responsibility. What? Um, so in Philly, did you guys have because um, as I grew up in, in Wisconsin and mm-hmm. um, little suburb outside of Milwaukee is where I went to high school, but we used to spend a lot of time in Chicago. We went to a lot of raves and stuff like that. Like a lot oh, of like right. the underground raves when they okay. were still actually like good uh, yeah. before Ticketmaster took over basically. Um, did you guys have like a big like party scene, like rave scene? Out yeah, of we, um, I mean, let's see. I mean, back, to, I mean, we weren't really the crew I ran with. We didn't really do raves. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know that they had them in the city. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I definitely, I think I made a, I might have like accidentally stumbled into one, not knowing it was, you know what I mean? But I was yeah. never like per going or planning to go to raves. We had more of a, uh, I always laugh at like, uh, if you watch kids, okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> that was our answer. That's, I mean, that was like, very very similar to to those days you know it's mm-hmm. them skating at like i think they're at uh washington square park you know and then there's the fight that you know they beat some dude up with a skateboard then they go back to some shithole apartment mm-hmm. and do nitrous with 50 fucking people it's like yeah. yep <laughs> so like yeah like stevie stevie williams who's who's, who's the man i love stevie but it, he used to have an apartment years and years ago and and that was like 30 fucking people in there at any mm-hmm. point and it was exactly like kids i mean i remember uh justin pearson and, and howard hunter coming down to love all the time like they were down there a lot and mm-hmm. this is uh you know that was casper and yeah you know fucking uh well i think his name was just harold in the in the movie but um you know justin i didn't really know him i, I definitely mm-hmm. talked to him a few times and then you know he passed away but then howard was the man Howard was a good dude like, i remember him being super not ugly as shit but super nice <laughs> i just remember thinking that it's horrible to say now since he he passed away but it's like i remember seeing him and being like dude that might be the ugliest fucking dude i've ever seen in my life I mean, you know i was also a 15 year old philly kid so it was yeah like, fuck you because we had a big issue I mean, we didn't have a huge issue, but we we definitely started a lot of shit with us with with skaters from New York. Well, they, I could see that rivalry or whatever. Yeah. They were the same people. It's like yeah. us in Boston. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like Philly and Boston yelling at each other. It's like we're both retarded. So it's like I don't <laughs> I get it. But you know, like the New York squad they used to come down to uh, Philly all the time, and they used to do competitions at like FDR Park, or there was a couple like uh, pop up competition things, and. Uh, yeah, we started shit with them and then we'd go up to the Brooklyn Bank, start shit up there. But it was yeah. nothing crazy. You know, I think there was more fighting within the Philly skating between Love Park and FDR because then, FDR. Then. Yeah. Then with any other cities, because FDR bred a different kind of skateboarder. They were park skaters. So like these dudes did not 
look to do single tricks and lines, not Coke. I mean, like lines of skating. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, they were doing way more drugs than us, but <laughs> they were like the, uh, let's, I don't know how to describe them. They were more like the hardcore fucking, you know, punks, fucking, mm-hmm. you know, metal. Yeah, we came better in. Better punks, as we call them. Put it like this. I'll give you an example. I remember I went down there and we were, you know, we were the Wiggers, dude. We came down, we were fucking baggy jeans. We were like, what up, dog? You know, fucking Wiggers. this, that, and the other. Yeah, we were. And uh, I remember being down there and uh, Josh Callis was there. Josh is, is, a, is a good friend and he fucking, Josh is the man. And he's pro and has been for years. But we went down there and got booed out of FDR. <laughs> because we didn't skate like the lot like they drop in on it like on one part and they rip around there's no pushing at fdr really you know mm-hmm. you're just pumping and flying and it's it's you know it's a cool thing to watch but we were like this is gay so like <laughs> we were finding like the one pyramid that start they, they called the starting pyramid there we were just like skating up to that coming up and like popping like kick flips or like you know fucking hard flips or something and then riding it back down and like doing single tricks and they're like go back to low park you fucking pussies <laughs> and it was at first i remember being like dude fuck these dudes up and then like they're all like 40 year old contractors and we're like <laughs> four you know 15 years old but yeah uh you had met uh mentioned nitrous were you uh were you big into nitrous i was big all? into selling it we oh. got a, uh, yeah oh, yeah yeah we had a uh we had two tanks we got a three foot tank and a five foot tank off of my buddy rob's older brother and um we found out at a pretty early age, I think it was like sophomores in high school that all you needed was a specific card at this one place that was down, uh, down like 56. So it was like West Philly Mm -hmm. that if you went in with this card, they would just fill your tank for like, I don't know. I think it came out to like 80, 85 bucks or something. And for a full tank. Yeah. Because all (laughs) you had to say was you're a custom car guy and you had this thing. So my buddy's older brother, who was a nut job, but like knew everyone in the city. Like we used to call him worldwide because he knew fucking everyone. Mm-hmm. You couldn't walk five feet with this kid without him getting into a conversation. So like he found that out and basically we would just have to give him X amount off the top and then the rest was ours. And this family, my buddy Rob and his old brother, which is crazy because they used to like hang out in the gutters and shit down mm-hmm. in bad neighborhoods that I wouldn't go to. They own, they're so rich, it's insane. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't know why. But his father and his two brothers uh, invested in uh, Aramark very okay. early on in Philly. And then Aramark took over a ton of shit in Philly, like the concessions, at, uh, all the sports stadiums and everything like that. Mm-hmm. They owned the farm. They owned blocks in West Philly. Put it like this. <laughs> I remember we drove down there and Rob's brother would be like, yo, pull it up on the sidewalk. And we we're like, what? He's like, yo, pull it up on the sidewalk. And I'm not trying to be aware he was black. So He'd be like, yo, pull it up on the fucking sidewalk. And I'd be like, are you fucking serious? He's like, put it right there. It's fine. I'd just be, we'd just be parked on the sidewalk with people like walking around the car while he went and got our tank filled. And he'd just come walking out with a fucking five foot or three foot <laughs> tank. nitrous tank. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd go to fish shows and, and make a ton of money because that's all we did. I mean, when fish came to town, it was fucking payday. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you can make a lot of money off of those things. Cause I remember like at, at certain raves and like parties and stuff like that, they just had like those big ass punching balloons. Remember? <laughs> do they even That's what we would do. The- we would do the concert balloons for like 20 and fucking, yeah. or we would take, say towards the end before they would all go in, if we were scrambling and had some left, we mm-hmm. would tell people give us fucking 20, $30 and just suck as much it. as you can. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if there's some left, that's great. If not, you know, Nitrous really is hippie crack. Like they fucking love that shit. I know. And the best part about it was we were like, you know, 15 or 16 years old and we could beat up every single person in the fucking parking <laughs> lot. We were like, dude, these guys ain't going to sue shit. Well, yeah, they're all about love and peace and stuff, aren't they? I've never been to a fish show. I never understood. Yeah, it's, I've never seen fish in concert, but I've been, I've tailgated probably 15 shows. <laughs> I've never seen them. I, I don't even know if I've ever heard them. All I know is like, they're a big, uh, like, a jam band and i i don't know their songs yeah. are like 18 minutes long like really long and yeah i don't um i don't understand it but then again um i used to listen to techno and i can't listen to that now unless i'm on drugs um i couldn't listen to that even then like the whole edm <laughs> is isn't is edm just the new techno yeah they just changed um it's just like with ecstasy molly yeah yeah okay. it's the exact same thing yeah well when i first heard about molly mm-hmm. um Someone has said that, oh, Molly is supposed to be like the purest form of of ecstasy. It's supposed to be like super pure. And I'm like, you guys, like for some reason, Generation Z just likes to take things and just rename them and be like, this is ours now. It's like the Michael Che show. Yeah, yeah, if you're getting if you're getting any drugs in America, it's not pure. (laughs) Yeah, that's the bottom line. Especially in New York. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. It's stomped 16 times before it gets to your head. Oh, God. If not. Not more like it was funny because I was thinking um, like the cocaine that I used to get in like Chicago and even like Wisconsin, like it wasn't as bad as like the stuff here in mm. New York, which is weird. And I'm and it's going to sound horrible, but I'm like, we have a really high Mexican population in Wisconsin. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very large. German and Mexicans, um, very well, Hispanic in general. Uh population and i'm like i think a lot of those dudes bring it home bring it from of mexico course. and Cartel's that's why like, we need to hit there dude Milwaukee yeah and that's rules. why it's not um and that's why it was like yeah i've had some great cocaine in obviously la because um mexico is right there did you know that um the dude uh johnny depp the movie blow i forgot his fucking name but that dude just re- yeah he just died yeah me and shana just talked about it on oh, the podcast yeah <laughs> Which I said, I said, I was like, dude, that's got to give some hope to fucking cokeheads that are like really engulfed in the drug because that dude lived till 78, Mm -hmm. died of kidney and I think he had like kidney failure. He had really, he had obviously health issues going up, but it's like, yeah, I mean, 78. Good for That's him. That's old dude. as shit. Yeah, yeah. This guy was doing fucking five grams in five minutes for years. It's like, <laughs> dude, I don't think people appreciate how fucking much that is. I remember watching that mm-hmm. in that movie for the first time and I was like, wait, what? Because I was selling a lot of blow at the time. Yeah. And I watched blow and he said five grams in five minutes. I was like, he said grams? Good God. Yeah, that's an insane amount. So you dealt a lot of drugs, huh? Yeah, you're a big dealer. <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was, it was very easy in, in in our area. It's great because you have Philly, which is obviously the hub, and then like the surrounding areas, which is like, you know, you have Delco, and then you have Northeast Philly. So they're all like, you know, 15, 20 minutes outside of the city. Mm-hmm. But 
90% of the people there are terrified to come into the city. And okay. since my family is embedded in this fucking city, like fucking ticks that I had no problem. And we already had hookups. So we were coming in and making a lot of money doing it. It was so easy. It was, mm-hmm. it was I mean, I really look back and regret how much I didn't rip people off, but <laughs> I should have, I should have fucking, I should have been way more heavier on the baby laxative, but I wasn't. Oh God, that's the fucking, that's the worst. So Coke. Okay. So Coke nitrous, what else did he use to sell pills or anything like that? Pills. We, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the one thing I actually regret it for about three years. We made like hand over fist money with, with mm-hmm. perks and fucking, it hit Philly really fucking bad. Actually, there's a season of intervention that mm-hmm. is literally based in Philadelphia. It's in Kensington. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's more for the heroin, but like, obviously, Oxy, Percocet, all the all the pills are an issue, too. Yep. But this was like 2008, 2009, when it got horrifying in Philly. Like, it was, it was bad. And me and my buddy, who we were working at the same job, we capitalized on it because he was sober. He was, mm-hmm. a, he's a recovering alcoholic. I don't really like pills. I'm not a big yeah. fan of Percocets or anything like that. Any injuries I got from skating, I usually would just either drink away or fucking just ignore it. Yeah. But I don't know. I used to get like really nauseous when I'd eat like a Percocet or something. So I just mm-hmm. didn't like it. Then I realized how much money people were spending on it. And I was like, uh, can we get a hookup on this? We got like, I don't know, two or three plugs and fucking, I mean, I look back, that was probably one of my biggest regrets ever. It was number one, not saving the money from that. <laughs> number two, just uh, kind of contributing to how awful that was. Because we didn't, I was like, what the fuck? Pandemic, fucking, that means money time, dude. Let's get it. And that's a horrible <laughs> attitude. But yeah, but when you're younger and like, yeah, you yeah, don't exactly. realize the repercussions of like the opiate crisis. So sure. you helped with that. So thank you. Yeah, I didn't sell your... heroin. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> I mean, technically, uh, perks are legal. I mean, a lot yeah. of people get addicted to them just from their doctors prescribing yeah. them to them. It's, um, yeah, I've also never really been big into pills. What What do you think is your favorite drug? Besides, um, alcohol? besides alcohol, I don't know. Um, I like mushrooms. Mushrooms are great. Really? Um, yeah, but I, I'm, I see that's the thing. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I feel like the drugs, I'm not really a big drug guy where it's like, I don't know, as you get older, it's like, yeah, if it's there, cool. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Maybe. And it's so funny. It's like, I was laughing the one night when it was like, we were all out and about and fucking, I, I think there was people at Molly or whatever. And I was just like, nah, because you start thinking ahead, which is like, Jesus, I'm old. You know, yeah, it's like, what, be the like fuck? what do I have to do tomorrow? Exactly. Because I'm done for like a day if I eat yeah. one of those, you know. Mushrooms so, never really fuck me up though, like the next day, you know. I do I, I do love Molly though. Like Molly is fucking great or XC, whatever the fuck. But yeah, <laughs> it is great. It's just I the idea of like, man, this is I just want it to be done when it's done. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that was my whole thing. That was why, you know, with booze, it was whatever. Because when you're younger, I don't know, I almost kind of liked having hangovers because I was like, well, time to drink again. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, it's like, but now it's like when I'm doing, if I do drugs, it's like, cool, let's do it. Let's have some fun for the allotted time and yeah. then be done with it, <laughs> which is such a gay way to look at it. But it's like, whatever. 
but it, it is it's uh because we're older and we have shit to do and our bodies sure. can't yeah, fucking exactly handle it. and and when it comes with molly because it does like deplete a lot of like your dopamine and like serotonin oh and, God, like yeah. all of your happy all of your happy chemicals so you are like legally like depressed for three days like yeah. it, it takes about like three days before like everything starts like going back to normal if i uh remember correctly yeah it does I have some I have some candies now that um, I still haven't taken them. I've taken them this past summer, but they're um, they're like twelve hundred milligrams or no fifteen hundred milligrams of MDMA, twelve hundred milligrams of LSD, and then like a thousand milligrams of THC. This is like a combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My buddy, um, my What's little it called. My see little... you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Having my a couple little... see you next weeks. It's gonna be a good one. <laughs> My little candy man, Sam, um, had made them the first time. He's like, here, try these. I'm, I'm like, what are them? And he told me, I'm like, there's no way all of that are in these. Cause I mean, it's all like liquid and powder and, and whatever. And I took them and I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Then he I made mean, them. Yeah. 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 He makes like all like, all cause I have custom candies. He's candy man. Sam. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Cause that just reminded me of something. Uh, cause uh, all right, I can tell this, which is uh, it's funny when it comes to people making drugs, because I always mm -hmm. think of one story specifically, okay. which is uh, OK. So this was like, God, this is probably at least four years ago. And where I live now, it was uh, me. Me, Gillis and O'Connor living here. And uh, one night, fucking McCusker was making. Um, brownies or i'm sorry chocolates okay okay so he was made mushroom chocolates and he was like i'm gonna make them turns out not great with measurements <laughs> and uh he we had them in our freezer for like i don't know a couple weeks and then one night it was me and shane we i think we were down at helium we came back and it was kind of late it was like 11 and, we, and shane was like yo fuck that was his first time he's never ate mushrooms okay uh, yeah I said, well, we have McCusker's chocolates. He's like, yo, we should eat them. Well, that fucking fucked me up. I was like, you know what? We'll split one. Go from there. Mm -hmm. So we split one. And I remember, I think we called McCusker maybe 20 minutes in because all of a sudden I just heard Shane go, oh, shit. And I was like, what the fuck? And McCusker was like, nah, nah, dude, it's going to be more like I added some like THC in there. It should be way more mellow. I was like, you're not good at measuring at all. <laughs> this is so much mushrooms in this it is i don't know what you did we were so fucked up we watched okay so there's a clip on uh youtube of soder on cumia show mm -hmm. you know right when compound open and he's sure. doing uh his macho man impression which is if you haven't seen it, it's Classic. insane yeah it's it's better than macho man we watched that clip of him doing macho man i shit you not I'd say probably 45, 50 times in a row. Okay? <laughs> just we laughing. just kept laughing. We were laughing so fucking hard. And then he was out in Arizona doing shows that night. Soder, we fucking, we texted him. Like, uh, I think Shane texted him. Yo, I eat chocolate mushrooms. And we're watching, me and Six are watching your, uh, your fucking macho man impression. I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> He texts back immediately. He's like, I wish I was there because I feel like this woman's dead at my show. He took, uh, he took a picture at the show mm -hmm. 
And there's a lady front row, just head on the table, just pass the fuck out. <laughs> so that just sent us to orbit. We were dying. Mm-hmm, just and tears. Fucking, just, we didn't think he'd even fucking respond because we figured, you know, whatever. But like, yep. I just always remember that because it was just so funny watching it. And then the fact that Dan replied almost immediately and was like, dude, look at this fucking dumb bitch asleep on the show. She was like, obviously hammered, but yeah, it was so fucking funny. But that, yeah, that when you said measuring your buddy makes them, I remember like McCusker trying that and being like, dude, you are not great with measuring this stuff. Yeah. Some of them, some of them are not at least like now edibles, like people are getting better at making them and stuff like that, because there'd be times it's just like, Oh, you just want a little bit, especially with like mushrooms and stuff. And you want a microdose. Like I've, um, I've given change rooms too. (laughs) Yeah. Actually on Halloween one night. Uh, I, I don't know if, well, it was me. Yeah, it was a it was a couple of us. And <laughs> it was hilarious. But yeah, the measurement. Uh, Sam is actually very, very good at the measuring. Okay. Very meticulous. Yeah, I'd be terrified the- to do that if I was some. I I I would be so scared. I'd be like, I'm gonna kill someone. I know it. Yeah. Well, I don't think you can die from mushrooms. Like no, no. I mean, just that. mixing or measuring my own, like making drugs to In me general. is terrifying. Yeah, that's yeah. It would it'd be horrible. Yeah, I don't. I rather just do them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, like, it's like designing your own clothes. It's like, I'd rather just. Yeah, exactly. Else that's already kind of done for me. I do want to take those. He also gave me some that are um, acid and mushrooms. Yeah, see, I don't like acid. I, I don't, I don't like No, it. you're not a big acid guy. Nah, I just, I don't know. I'd rather just take mushrooms. It's easier. It's more mellow for me with yeah. acid. It's just every time I've taken it, I've never had like bad trips. I just, it's too intense and I'm up for fucking two days and I'm like, I hate this <laughs> shit. Why do I always, do, you know, why am I still taking it? I think, um, cause I have ADHD and I, um, and I think you do too, right? We have talked about this before, not on the show, obviously, absolutely. But, absolutely. But I think something, because like there have been certain times that I have taken acid where it does seem like I'm never coming down. And I wonder mm-hmm. if that has to do something with like, with ADHD and just always being like kind of up, you know what I mean? And it yeah, is exactly. very yeah, cerebral I, I would think so. and kind of thing. Yeah. Acid is another acid is one of those things where it's like, yeah, I do need a day off the next day. Mushrooms normally I'm fine, but acid, um, especially now, definitely a little bit more. Yeah um what about dmt we've talked about dmt before. yeah dmt it's funny because I've, I've gotten a pretty fucking i've got a pretty solid label as a dmt addict recently <laughs> it's just fucking hilarious to me i mean i don't give a shit but it's fun it's fucking hilarious but like mm-hmm. so i've done dmt i don't know handful of times five six times total mm-hmm. seven times maybe i don't know but the thing with dmt is like so we had a guy, he brought some over here and he, he made it and he was doing it because he was, uh, I believe he was a vet and he was using it towards the PTSD studies. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, involved. a lot of that stuff can but, be very beneficial. Yeah, and it's not hard to, to do it. Like, all you have to do is get that root and like, I don't know, like, I, I know a couple of people trying it right now. So yeah. I don't know how it'll pan out. Yeah, I think you could like order it online. <laughs> actually, yeah, I yeah, I don't think it's hard to do. But every time I've done it, put it like this. I have heard in five or five to seven times I've done it. I've heard five to seven different ways to do it. And I've never heard one person go, uh, two people agree on the same thing. It's like, no, you have to do it like this. There's gotta be a little weed. You have to use this type of lighter. You have to, you know, put this amount of DMT. I'm like, I see too much. You're already yeah. fucking, I'm done. Just give me a beer. <laughs> so it's like, and it's like, 
I've had fun on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't think I've done the, you know, the, the tipping point or the peak, whatever the fuck, because Lewis told me I, I didn't. And everyone else told me, and like, it's the one thing I'll go to Lewis for. Him. Fucking, <laughs> I mean, drugs, it's like, you can't deny it. Lewis fucking knows. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Dude's getting <laughs> shout outs from Rogan for his blunt rolling skills. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know, it's a solid fucking, you know, it's a solid. Yeah. 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 It. But he's told me one way. Harrington's told me another way. Mm-hmm. You know, Butterley's now told me another way. So it's like, I have no idea. And honestly, I don't really give a shit because mm-hmm. it's like, all right. Why don't you guys all get together, you figure it out, and then you spread that out. And now everyone knows instead of people being like, I don't know if it's a a preference thing or if it's legitimately that's how you have to do it. That's, I think that's my problem. I think maybe it could be a preference thing because I've heard of two different ways. I've only heard of two. Um, one is where you like layer it in, in weed, like right. a bong is normally best. And then you have to use like a flame torch, whatever mm-hmm. type. Yep lighter and then and then you layer it that way and then the other way i heard which is like supposed to be like the best way is is like through like a dab kit basically right, with, with no weed yeah yeah with no weed where you're just straight and i tried doing that because uh, i have a dab kit i got it in vegas <laughs> i was nice. like oh let me try this um and then yeah i feel like i just wasted some of it and i was like oh no so i just stuck with the with the weed thing again i was like i need a fucking like that bong or whatever attachment thing for. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That's what that kid left uh, the one here. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was here for like months. Cause I was like, I don't even know what the fuck DMT is. So I was, like, <laughs> it just would sit. It was actually in this studio, like in the bookshelf. Yeah. And then I remember, I think it was Harrington. They came down to do shows like a, a few of the gas guys and mm-hmm. he crashed at the house at night. And I told him, I, I was like, Oh, I have DMT. He's like, are you fucking serious? I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's been sitting. Oh yeah. Michael loves DMT. Yeah, I was like, it's just sitting at my house. And he came over and he was like, yo, where's it? It's all he was talking about. Like the whole night turned of into that. And I was like, was, all right. Yeah. Went back to the house and I showed him the, um, it was in like uh, like a glass bowl with like a Tupperware top like mm-hmm. uh, on it. So when I opened it or when I gave it to him, he opened it up. He's like, holy fucking shit. And I was like, what? He's like, this is so much. I was like, is it? I don't fucking know. Is yeah. this a lot? He was like, yes. I was like, okay. And then, uh, he was a, a weed layer dude mm-hmm. you know well like, yeah like the first time um that i smoked it here in the city was with mm-hmm. him because i had tried it years ago when i okay. was younger at a party and i was already wasted you sure. know it was like once or twice and i was like oh whatever you know never really paid attention to it but yeah it wasn't until i got it here and i definitely had hit the peak or whatever the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, that's what everyone's like, dude, yeah. I've, I've had conversations with dragons and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe because I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know. It's just, to me, that sounds insane. So I'm like, there's no fucking way that happens, but yeah, See, I mean, I'm still I never, willing to try, but I yeah, am. but like, I definitely saw things like I, it was one time oh, I, was, yeah. I was by myself and I took a big ass hit and I, you know, I live up on like 20 floor high rise building mm-hmm. and I look outside and then like the street, like everything just turns into a cartoon 
It was really yeah, yeah. I had similar. I had something similar to that. Yeah, where it was like it you was look the first at something. Time, yeah, it was the first time I ever had like really strong like visuals like that. Because mm. acid, you know, stuff is swirly. Mushrooms, the same thing. There's no like hallucinations. Like there's sure. no dragons. Like the most hallucinations I've ever really had is like when I've been up on meth for like two or three days. <laughs> like, oh that's wow! When, nice. That's when that's when I would see something like crazy, like a large energizer bunny or a bunch of prison dudes in outfits rolling really? a big red ball towards me yeah yeah we were driving back from chicago i've already told this story on oh, the show but i've never i never dabbled with meth yeah i don't it's not it was a thing that i tried i tried a lot of drugs and i would go through phases of it and i went through a little bit of a meth phase i used to have like two bullets i think i actually i went last summer and got everyone a bunch of bullets i think you may have even gotten one um Probably. but i got i had like a bullet that was um coke and a little bit of meth and then like my dad would give me some of his Klonopin and then I would crush those up and put it in another one so if I got too high I would do a bump of sure. yeah no and this I was like 19 I was very fancy for 19 that's yeah that's you're you're high level at 19 yeah 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 it's fun because I stopped like really partying when I turned 21 like that I was just like stop partying yeah, well, I like I still drank and I smoked weed and like mushrooms oh, okay. here yeah, and there, yeah, but, but, like but the yeah, yeah, like the harder drugs. Like I got all that out between like I want to say pretty much like sixteen till about twenty one, <laughs> just experimented with a bunch of shit, and then just like stopped. I was like, this isn't good for my health. This is. <laughs> I don't want to end up like somebody yeah, right. I'm related to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. I'm, um, I am a big fan of, uh, DMT though. And that's because it doesn't last that long, which kind of sucks, but yes. it's also one of those things where you don't think you want it to last too long. You know, like you don't want DMT to last as long as like a an acid trip or like a mushroom. Trip, I've always compared think. it to nitrous. I, I've always yeah. said a similar thing when you're, when, I mean, as high as I've gotten on DMT mm -hmm. it is very similar to not very similar. I'd say obviously a little bit harsher, but um, mm -hmm. with when you're like, you know, at the height of like, you're uh, sucking down a balloon, but obviously yeah. where you have all of the world's problems solved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So like now I see the problem. Yeah. And then it's like, you come back, you're like, I forgot what I was thinking about. Oh, see it like, cause I, I had like a cracker and stuff like that. I went and bought a bunch of like nah. little canister, like 300 on Go Amazon. Like a newsstand for the whippets. Just so disgusting. But I was like, I'm going to write down some of the stuff that I think of when I'm How high on nitrous. Out? You can't read a single fucking thing. You just thing. wrote out wah, it's, wah, wah, wah. It's just pretty much. It's You're just like, like, that is, it seemed good at the time. I don't know. It's just a bunch of scribbles. Like some of the stuff that I can like actually read. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I think um, that's the that's the blessing and curse of certain drugs is that like you get very enlightened, but remembering mm -hmm. a lot of this. Oh, yeah. And the Just, dumbest ideas. I mean, Coke is obviously number one where it's like, yeah, yeah you know what? There's a car. I saw it. I don't know whose it is, but I'm going to claim it and fix it up. I got duct tape. I got a hammer. Let's go. The next day you're like, don't talk to me for three days. <laughs> I think with like, with all like people who like do Coke and like they have all those plans, you know, we're like, we're going to do this and this. A lot of those plans, like I've actually like kind of done because of the ADHD thing that like before I even knew I had it because I just found out this past year that I had it. 
like I would do a lot of those things. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no, this is a good idea because it really did like help a little bit, sure. which is so strange. Um, speaking of cocaine, um, I want you to wrap up with, um, this is my favorite, my favorite, I guess this is my favorite 9-11 story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's actually kind classic, of a cocaine Classic story. six. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, I mean, it's funny because I, it's, uh, when I tell it, when I talk about it, it's, 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 I never really try and say it's the 9-11 story because it's always funny when uh, to see people's reactions. But mm-hmm. anyway, sorry, so, did I ruin it? That one no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, so basically what happened was it was, uh, uh, we worked, I was working at a restaurant in, in down in Philly and fucking next to the bar or no, this is in, this is in media down in Delco. So right outside the city, I was working at a restaurant next to the bar, next to the restaurant was a bar. It's a shithole. It's still there. I don't know how it should have been fucking flattened years ago, but they didn't really card. They didn't really give a shit what was going on. It was just a local shithole. Mm-hmm. So everyone from the waiters and bartenders, everybody from my restaurant would go there. Cause it was literally 10 feet away. So after a shift, I went there with my buddy who I was living with at the time. And this one dude who, we worked with who was a waiter i fucking hated him he was in there getting tuned up and he thought he was cool he's you know fucking talking to girls yeah my buddy we're just hanging for a minute but he was gonna leave because he had he had a date later that night with this girl so we went in there for a beer and like we look over and we're kind of busting like just making fun of that dude and fucking he starts getting into our ass and he's like yo he's too fucking blah 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 and we're like all right dude take it easy blah 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 we didn't really give a shit then he started getting like louder and he's obviously not from a family like mine where it's mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know if, if, if put it like this, if you're, if there's a lot of people around and you start talking like that, I'm going to take fucking offense because it's yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. trying to fucking put me on the, on, on the spot and I don't fucking like it. That's why my so, dad would flick me in the ear yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it should be common sense, but of course there's morons that don't get it. So anyway, I'm sitting there and I, I looked over and I was like, dude, why don't you fucking relax? And then he was like, what's your fucking problem? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, there's a fucking lot of people around. You know, I don't know if you're fucking kidding. Relax. And he, uh, he, he you know, they started like talking about anything else. It got real quiet in there and awkward, which was funny. And then it was almost like a Goodfellas situation where he Billy Batsed me and was just like kind of, I forget what he said. I can never remember exactly what he said, but it was, you know, very similar. It was like, you know, quiet, quiet. And then all of a sudden he's like, go home and get your fucking shine box. Yeah. <laughs> but, he, you know, obviously he didn't say that. He said something. And I, I reacted just like Pesci in that movie because I was waiting and I was like, you motherfucker. And I grabbed an ashtray because uh, you could smoke in there. And it was one of those thick old bar fucking glass ashtrays. And I fucking wung it at him. And I remember thinking like, don't hit him because it might kill him. And I fucking threw it, went over like over his shoulder, broke. We get kicked out. Dude, the bartender was like, all right, everybody separate, blah, blah, blah. We, me and my buddy go back to the house. Okay. He, I don't know what the fuck he did. He like, I, I thought he left to go meet that girl. And I went to bed. I was tired of shit. I was sober. You know, I had like two beers. I was sober. I went to bed. So this is, we went back at like 1.30. So this is like 3.30 in the morning. I hear a mm-hmm. knock on our door. I go out there and it's this fucking kid from the bar. And he's hammered and he's got a six pack of Heineken. And I opened the door. I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? He goes, dude, I, I don't like the way shit ended, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, and I was like, dude, it's fine. Just when there's a lot of people around and you start busting balls, make sure I'm on fucking board with it before you start doing that. Because if not, I'm going to break your fucking head. And next time I'm not going to fucking miss with that ashtray. And he's like, look, man, I get it, but I'll be real. We're boys. And I remember specifically telling him we're not friends. I was like, dude, we're not <laughs> friends. You know what I mean? Like, I just learned yeah. your first name the other day. I, I thought your last name was your first name. And fucking he's bitching, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we call off. I go, look, man, it's fucking 3.30 in the morning. My neighbors fucking hate me. Any noise, they call the fucking cops or whatever. Just I'll talk to you tomorrow or the next day. Next time I see it, we're, we're fine. And he was like, would you want a beer? And I said, nah, dude, I'm good. I appreciate it, but it's fine. And then he started like, uh, he, he started, I, I started closing the door because he started walking away. He put down the six pack at my front door. I don't, to this day, I have no idea why. And then he got to like where my steps were on my porch and he turned around and just lost it. And he was just like, you know what? Fuck you, man. I fucking come over here, fucking try and, you know, flatten this fucking shit, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, you just fucking act like that, fuck, blah, blah. And I turned around and I should have just shut the door and locked it. But I turned around. I was like, dude, I'm telling you right now, walk the fuck away because you're drunk. You're talking like an asshole and you need to get the fuck off my porch. Because at this point he was yelling and I was like, fuck, my neighbors hated us at the time. And uh, he kept yelling and I don't know what it was, but uh I picked up one of those Heinekens and I fucking launched it at him. I was throwing a lot of stuff back then. And <laughs> at him specifically. So when I reached to grab it, he knew I wasn't going to open it. So he started like running or stumbling down my steps. And I went, when I won it, and I had a cannon back then, dude. I had a fucking strong ass arm. And it fucking hit off of his, <clears throat> uh, his right top of his shoulder. And we lived right next to an alleyway. And, uh, I saw the beer bounce off and I didn't see it because it went into the alleyway. It's dark in there, whatever. And I heard it crash and, or break. And when I heard it break, I knew it didn't hit the ground. Uh, that's when I saw the red and lights come on because a cop was coming up the alleyway because the neighbors had called the cops and he had his lights up, off yeah. and it broke on the fucking uh, hood and got onto the windshield. <laughs> so I just remember like, at first, I was like, for about two seconds, I remember being as mad as possible. But then I just started laughing, like, of course, a fucking course. So yeah. they get out, they hit the berries, they fucking get out. He's fucking sitting there immediately fucking blaming everything on me. And this whole time, all that's happening, I turn around, I drop to my knees, and I put my fucking hands up my head. Because it's like, I know this fucking routine. Yeah, This kid's an asshole. I'm just going to sit down here. Luckily, I knew the cop when he came up. I had some run-ins with him before, but good dude. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? I remember this, that's how he opened up to me when I was up there. And I was like, well, <laughs> here's what happened. I was home. He came to my house, apologized about being a dickhead earlier, said some shit. I gave him an opportunity to leave. He turned around, talked more shit. So I took that bottle out of that six-pack, and I fucking hit him with it. And that's what hit your car. I didn't throw it at because he thought I threw it at the car. And I was like, oh, dude, I yeah. couldn't even see you from my porch. You can't see because it's sunken down. So I was like, yeah. I couldn't even see you coming up. And he was like, Jesus Christ. And he's laughing. And I started laughing. And he's like, get up. I was like, why? He's like, because I got to take you in. That's what he was laughing about. Because I just yeah. admitted to fucking assault. And I was like, wait, no, I meant fucking he threw it. Damn it. <laughs> but I was like, he was like, did you throw it at the car? I was like, absolutely not. I didn't even know you guys were there. Mm -hmm. You know, I threw it at him and hit him. He was like, all right. I got to take you in, you know, fucking obviously, you know, the neighbors called. So 
I was like, okay. Because at that point, when he said, I got to take you in, that meant you're going to go spend fucking two to four hours in the tank. Yeah. And cool off a that's little it. bit. Maybe a citation, whatever. So I said, all right, fuck this. So I'm in shorts, a t-shirt, and fucking uh, socks and, yeah, and shoes. And fucking, they cuff me. Another car pulls up. They put him in there. And as they're bringing me out to the car, they're putting me in a separate car. I'm, I'm walking by the car that this kid's in. And I was like, you motherfucker, I'm going to fucking slice your bitch ass open when we get in there. And he's like, what's happening? Why am I getting? It was, I mean, him bitching almost made all of that fucking worth it. He was crying <laughs> immediately because he got coughed. Oh, little bitch. So we get brought up to the police station. They bring us into the fucking tanks. And then at that police station, there's like eight holding cells. Uh, he was in the last one. And then it was like two empty ones. And then me. And uh, immediately when we got in there, it's like, you know, it's a fucking three by three with a steel bench mm-hmm. and a steel toilet <clears throat> with sink. And uh, they have the little like mail slots right there where they can push through the stuff through. And I immediately started yelling through that. And I like top my lungs. I was like, you cocksucker, dude. I was like, wait, do we get the fucking county? I'm going to fuck you up when we get in the county, dude. We get in the intake, dude. There's no walls in there. I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you. And he starts, he didn't, he had no idea like county was an option. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, wait, what? What? What do you mean? I didn't fucking do anything, man. Why are we going to county, dude? I'm sorry. I was like, no more sorries, motherfucker. I was like, wait till we get up there. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you in intake, and that shit takes like six hours to fucking process you onto a fucking block. I'm gonna beat your ass. So then the cops came in. They're like, shut the fuck up, six. I was like, sorry about that, and I fucking (laughs) sat down. So an hour goes by, and I fucking I. I fucking, I just remember being, you know, it's obviously freezing in there. Every Mm -hmm. fucking police cell in the world is negative 80. So fucking I'm waving at them to be like, what's going on? Cause I'm sober. So I don't really need to be in here. And uh, I'm waving and they weren't coming and legally they have to, if they see, cause there's a camera looks down on you. And uh, I don't know. I guess I think I fucking hit my breaking point. So I took my socks off cause I had taken my shoes off and they they put them wherever and i just had my socks shorts and t-shirt on so i fucking took my socks off stuffed them in the toilet flushed them to try and you know jam it up and it kind of jammed it then i took my t-shirt off that did it that was the breaking point that toilet got clogged as fuck it started overflowing and then i look up i'm like hey how about a little help down here my toilet's overflowing but the problem was they still didn't come in so now The water is rising pretty quick. And I'm like, well, shit, I did not. I was like, if I fucking drown in a fucking holding cell, I'm going to kill somebody. So fucking the cops come in and they open my open the door to my cell. That was the best part of this whole thing, which was well, second best part mm-hmm. when they open it up and just water goes fucking flying out on the door. Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I, did you guys see me waving? I was waving. They're like, what the fuck happened to the toilet? And did you see like a sock go by? I'm like, I don't know. And I have no shirt on. <laughs> no socks. And you no just have shorts shirt, on now. Yeah. So they're like, dude, get the fuck out. And I remember uh, walking out and uh, uh, what the other kids started yelling. like, why does he get to leave? They're like, shut the fuck up. He's like, can I call my grandmom? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> grandmom. <laughs> yeah, dude. Grandmom request was awesome. So then fucking... Uh, I get out there, they process me, they gave me a citation, which my mom still has a receipt to this day, because she brings that up at parties, which is fun. And fucking, <laughs> uh, I'm sitting there, I'm like, am I done? They're like, you're good. Get the fuck out of here. And I was like, okay, well, it's like, I don't know, 
six thirty. Like you see, it was like six a.m., five thirty, six a.m., something like that. And I was like, "All right, well, dude, my my house is like fucking six blocks from here." You know, they're like, "Yeah, not a far walk." I was like, "Walk." I was like, "Come on, dude, I can't get a fucking ride." And they're like, "Get the fuck out of here before we put you back in the fucking the clogged up cell you just rode." I was like, <laughs> "Fair enough," because they were pissed, and I was fair yeah. enough. So now I'm walking six blocks through this town at like, you know, 5.30, a.m. with no shirt, uh, no shoes or socks and just mess shorts. And I fuck I, the whole time. They I'm didn't holding give you back your dude. shoes? Uh, no, no, actually, they didn't. Fucking Christ. I never really thought about that. They never, I didn't even think they <laughs> I just got to When they said I'll put you back in the cell, I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, you get that opportunity. I fucking rolled. So I was walking down and fucking... I got back to my apartment. I walk in and like the TV was on and like music was playing. Uh, the TV was on silent. I remember that it was on mute, but there was music playing. And I was like, fuck. I remember my roommate had that date. He must've brought her home. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just sitting in the living room. Like what the fuck is going on? And he comes walking out and he's like, dude, what's up? And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And he's like, yo man, I fucked up. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you remember that date I was supposed to go on? I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, she bailed. I was like, okay, so what the fuck are you doing up? What's going on? Keep in mind, this kid did not do drugs. He drank a little, he dealt Coke, but he Mm -hmm. never really did anything. And uh, he goes, I fucked up. Or no, he dealt Coke. Keep in mind, this is after this this scene, this part. Because he had no idea how Coke worked, obviously. (laughs) He comes out and he's like, dude, I bottled a Coke for this girl because she said we should do a bunch of Coke and fuck. And I was like, yeah, so I did it. And I was like, cool. So what's the problem? He's like, well, she bailed and I bought all that Coke. I was like, okay, we'll sell it, you know, or whatever. What the fuck? What's the problem? Mm-hmm. He's like, I think I bought too much. And I was like, what did you bring? He brought out a record album and it had like a fucking, uh, I forget what was on top of it, like a paper towel or something on this thing. And I was like, how much was it? And as I took that off, he told me, he's like, I was like, how much did you spend on it? He's like, $870. I was like, what? I was like, $870. He goes, yeah, dude. I was like, why did you buy that much fucking cocaine? He goes, you ever see a 20 bag? He showed me one, dude. That's not that much. I was like, it is. That's a good amount, dude. You don't need. It was like a fucking Nerf football of Coke on this fucking record album. I go, what the fuck is this? He's like, I think I bought too much. I was like, yeah, dude. What are you fucking Medellin? Relax with this shit. So then he's got a whole fucking fridge full of natty ice and or like and butt ice pounders <sighs> and a fucking record album full of like $870 worth of blow. He did like this much blow, like a half a line was yeah. tuned because he, like I said, he never did. Yeah, drugs. he never did it. So he's like, do you want to do some of this? I was like, dude, I should be asleep and fucking dickhead showed up. I just spent the last fucking three hours in a tank. I'm, I've lost my sh- my socks and my T-shirt because I flushed them on that goddamn toilet. You're goddamn right. I want some of that blow. Line them up and fucking. I started doing blow. I popped a a natty ice pounder, and then about forty five minutes later was when uh, the plane hit the first tower. That was nine eleven. That was my nine eleven. <laughs> that was your nine eleven. And I was American as fuck. I was ready to kill people. I was like, I'm gonna take this coke and go to Afghanistan and kill Bin Laden. <laughs> Afghani coke. That I heard they. Had. Oh man, yeah. So that was yeah. That was. Uh, it was a rough morning for me. Not my greatest time. <laughs> Did you ever get back your shoes from the cops? 
No, they actually have my shoes. They have a spare set of keys because one night I got pulled over with two of my friends, uh, Adrian and Cindy. And I, dude, that was actually for all you kids listening out there. Cocaine actually saved me a fucking DUI. I was at the bar. <laughs> I was drinking with my two. I swear to God, I was drinking with my two friends and fucking I luckily did like three, maybe four lines right before I left the mm-hmm. bar to take, we were going to go to another bar. I was driving my two friends and Cindy, mm-hmm. her father had just passed away at like two nights prior to this. Mm-hmm. We're driving. I fucking run a stop sign that they just put in. Like I know that neighborhood and that area mm-hmm. very well, um, that part of Philly. So I knew it very fucking well. And fucking dude, cop pulls me over. I was like, what are you, what's, what's going on? They're like, you just ran a stop sign. I was like, when did that go? And they're like, oh, a couple of weeks ago, you missed it. Get out of the car. They smelled alcohol, obviously. Yeah. But keep in mind, this is maybe eight minutes after I finished my fourth line. So I was like, let's go. I'll yeah. fucking hop on one leg. <laughs> like, I'll recite fucking the Arabic alphabet backwards. I don't give a fuck. So they start going through it. The one thing I couldn't do, though, was the one leg, like, hold it up. And that's not because of drinking. It's because of past injuries. It's yeah, like I, my right knee is I can't do that. So for some reason, I made up a lie about how I had hockey injuries when I could have just said skateboard. I don't know why yeah. I said hockey. I've never played organized hockey in my life. And fucking she goes and then the breathalyzer comes. I fail that. But it was like by a hair. And right when and dude, Cindy is in the back of my car screaming. My dad is dead and laid up at the funeral parlor three blocks from here. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. This woman cop looks at me and, and all of a sudden you hear shots fired down blah, blah. i was like she's like all right we are and i was like holy shit she looks at me and goes you know you are very fucking lucky right now give me the fucking keys come back when you're sober you'll get mm-hmm. your car and we walked to the bar and i was like i'm a fucking above the law I'm the best. <laughs> all that yeah. courage <laughs> dude funny thing was i went back like two hours later to get my key they're like six you're still drunk i was like fuck you i got drunker and then went back. <laughs> you literally went to confidence. Bar. yeah i was like dude they're not gonna fucking smell it i remember telling my older brother and he was like they don't need to smell it there's a thing called a breathalyzer okay mm-hmm. you fucking retard i was like damn it yeah they got me on that <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I've never failed a breathalyzer. For some reason, I'm very good at faking them. I, I don't know how you can fake them. Um, well, I remember hearing the penny under your mouth or some bullshit. Well, honestly, anything, a piece of gum. And this is how I know this works, because one, I went to school to be a cop. And this is something like we actually had like an extra credit um, for, for one of our classes where uh, they had a bunch of new recruits that were going to give a sobriety test. So they got a bunch of the students fucking hammered, but they no. like, were, but Fuck they yeah. were, but they were like calculating and be like, okay, first hour you have this drink next hour, you know? So they were doing it. And then like at the last hour we got to drink whatever, but this is when I was a drinker, like a Wisconsin, <laughs> like I'm like a <laughs> bottle of vodka perfectly yeah. fine drinker and because uh, <laughs> remember i am still a degenerate like i stopped smoking weed but i was still pretty big yeah. at drinking and i and they see like my teachers see how much i am drinking and they're like oh she's gonna be fun for this thing i pass every single one of their tests mm. 
all the tests and they're like, that's all right. the easiest. The nose thing. Yeah, I do yeah. The fucking, nose thing. I could do that on all DMT. Of anything, but I'm also like laughing, you know, cracking jokes, like being how I would normally be with a cop. Like I'm being like with some of them, I'm being combative because oh, they it, told us to do that. Is it true if uh, with the, do they ask about saying the alphabet backwards just because they want to see if you'll do it? Oh, well, no, um, I actually, one time I did get pulled over. I forgot what came after W. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't, people, dude, I'd say Z and be like, you know, the rest. You know, I don't uh, like, you know. Well, no, I think the trick, well, no, they always say, because uh, people are like, I can't even do that so well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the key with, um, I can't believe I'm teaching people this, um, is that because they want you to take deep breaths, right? Because that pumps all the alcohol and oxygen and all that stuff all through your body and will help release it so when they say take a bunch of deep breaths i just keep all the oxygen and air that i have in my mouth and like i had a piece of gum in my mouth and just act like and i have titties so most of the time they're not paying attention to me actually sure. breathing yeah so i'm just like Damn. you know and keeping the air in my mouth and then just blow whatever i have there yeah i have um i was drinking oh. for 12 hours at a breathalyzer and i only blew a 0.04 Damn. So, that is, um, yeah, you just got to keep all the air in your mouth and then blow it out. Um, that way, I'm so glad I taught people that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, dude, I'm sure people know already. I just never looked so, into it, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, that's how, yeah, I've never, um, I have never failed a breathalyzer because of that. Um, all right, this was super fun. Uh, where can yeah. people find you online? Uh, so you could just, oh, social media is just, uh, at Brian six, uh, B R I N and then the number six I X. And then you could listen to, uh, the podcast. I mean, Shane or do it's called you fucked it. That's on YouTube. There's a Patreon. All the links are on our social media. Follow that stuff. Give us money. Um, <laughs> good stuff. If you like two idiots with no agenda, Aaliyah, you've done it. You understand. I have. It. It's very fun. Shane are on here. Yeah, Shana yeah. was actually like the second guest. Um, there you go. Uh, obviously, this show, How to Do Drugs, on all of the wonderful podcast platforms. Um, podcast platforms. Um, if you guys want me to read your uh, emails or opinions, stories on drugs, you can email me at howtododrugsnyc at gmail.com. I think I have the first one up already, and then they'll be up every second Monday of the month. Everything else, um, you already know. Have a good day.